Wow, we are rolling here in this first hour of the feel-good edition of the Sports Huddle. We got, as we say on radio, 35 after the hour. <laughs> that sounded smooth and you velvety. Like that? You were such a run until 30, you went all uh, morning zoo on me. 35 after the hour. We're going to get a uh, traffic report in just a few minutes. <laughs> I wish we could get a traffic report. We, we used to have traffic we have reports. We don't have those anymore. But we'll get a traffic report. Maybe Zach can give us a traffic report depending on where he's going get to go. Get up in that six chopper and I'll let give you us know. a traffic don't report. Don't you worry. This almost like the skies are clear. <laughs> from where I go. But we got Zach Joaquin, uh, high school reporter for the TD, also VCU beat reporter. He's gearing up for, for basketball, too, this weekend. The VCU Rams have their black and gold scrimmage, but we'll we'll talk about that on another time. But we got him talking some high school football. And can we first start with your top 10 poll there, Zach? What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I think a couple of people had Dale up at number one. Sean, were you were you one of those people, right? It's tough not to be really high on the Knights right now. I They're did kind vote of for Dale one. Story of the area. Yeah, I did vote for um, Dale one. I've still got Highland Springs up there. Um, I think they're the class of the 804, but, man, it's, there's a lot of belief in what Dale is doing right now. And Ethan Medley, how about that kid stepping in for the injured Ethan Mincer? Yeah. Um, he's one of the best stories around the area this year. I've still got Manchester at number two, though. They impressed me so much in that game at Highland Springs mm-hmm. early in the year, pushing the Springers to the brink on their field. Um, Landon Abernathy is a really polished passer for a sophomore man. Kyrie Richardson is University of Richmond recruit. Everyone knows what Mackay Byerson, the defensive end who's committed to uh, to West Virginia, can do. Alaza Lewis, their linebacker, one of the top tacklers in the area. I think the Lancers belong up there at number two, but there's little separation in that top pack. And then, man, you got to put Benedictine in there, too. They've been so impressive. That was a good Georgetown prep team mm-hmm. that they beat on Saturday. I believe they're number 19 in the state of Maryland yeah. um, for Max Preps. And so 21-19, that was a really good win for the cadets. And so I'm not sure there's a whole lot of separation there among that top tier. And, and I'm starting to think we might be too low on Verina, having them down at number five. Mm. And their only loss is to Freedom. It was a one-score loss, right? Yeah. And that's the top-ranked team in the state um, per any rankings that I've seen, the defending Class 6 champions. And Verina really pushed them on their field. Um, and they've been impressive lately. Glenn Allen gave them a, a test last week. But mm-hmm. Sherwood, Washington, did you see that kid's stat line? Defensive I, end for Verina had yeah. six sacks in that game. That was wild to see. So in that top tier, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of separation there. But he's three losses. Don't let that fool you. They're still a great team and, and a contender for a Class 4 championship. Barry Dalton's one of the best players in the area and certainly in the conversation to repeat as all Metro player of the year, along with uh, Springer's quarterback, Christian Martin. Mm-hmm. So those three losses are to some really great teams. The, the three point loss to Dale and then two losses, some great competition in, in Maury, my alma mater, which I think has climbed up to number two in the state after freedom. And so don't let those three losses fool you. Dinwiddie's still really, really good. And is going to be competing for a state title. I think there's some separation there. After that, right, uh, a Hermitage is really good. I've loved Andre Clark Jr. Yep. If you haven't seen that kid yet, go see a Hermitage game. He's a sophomore, defensive back and receiver for them, one of the best young talents in the area. But I think that top six has, has perhaps created some separation from the rest of the pack right now. Hey, Zach, I've heard a lot of people. I was on social media this week, and a lot of people are saying, what about TJ? Why is not why mm-hmm. is TJ not ranked in the uh, top 10 or top 12, depending on what poll – uh, you look at, I've seen them once in person. I thought they were really good when they beat Meadowbrook that Friday afternoon at TJ. What are your thoughts about them, and do you have them ranked in your top ten? 
I was going to say, man, don't ask me why they're not ranked because I had them at number 10. Okay. I, I think I was the only one that, that put them in the rankings this week. And I just saw them at Godwin, and so that's part of it. Man, what a wild fourth quarter comeback. First win over Godwin for TJ since 1991. Um, the Eagles have been great under first-year coach Earl Kenny, the longtime local assistant. They're a great story. They controlled that game for a few quarters. And then TJ just came alive in the fourth, man. They've got some athletes on the back end. Their defensive backs, they have four interceptions in that game. Mm-hmm. And I think all four of them were on, you know, deep fades where the TJ DBs just won some really impressive jump balls. Um, Elijah Rice, Carmel McLeod, Torrell Clark are a few of those names. Um, they're so athletic on the back end that I-, I wouldn't want to push the ball down the field against them. And Godwin's got some good receivers and a good quarterback in Daniel Viner. Um, and TJ Torrell Clark, uh, the kid that I mentioned, had a fumble return for a touchdown in that fourth quarter rally. They reeled off 21 points in the first three minutes of that fourth quarter to really flip the script incredibly quick. Um, Eric Harris is doing some great things over there, and, and I've got them at number 10, one of the area's three remaining unbeaten, yeah. I believe, along with Benedictine and Dale. Yeah, and, we, and, and me and Bob were talking about that with Richmond as far as, you know, going so far into a season, not facing a ranked team, to have that few undefeateds left in mm-hmm. our metro region that's saying a lot for the parity i guess across uh this richmond region only to have three undefeateds it is but i think it also says a lot about the top team's efforts to to really maximize their schedules and, and agree with that. play yep. against yeah some some really tough teams out mm-hmm. of the area because highland springs only losses to maury right yep. Yep. we mentioned dinwiddie and those couple losses benedictine went down and part of the reason they're so high up right now is because they played western branch early in the year and beat them by a few scores. That's the reigning Region 6A champions from last year, and that's probably the toughest region in the state right Mm -hmm. now, I think many people would say. And so I think part of that is those top-tier teams scheduling some really tough out-of-state or non-local competition, uh, and that's why the likes of Highland Springs aren't undefeated right now because they've really put themselves out there to make their schedule as difficult as they can. And I think that's going to pay off come playoff time. No question. Let me turn my microphone back on. <laughs> that was that was on me, not on AJ, not on Troy. That that was on me, uh, and I was going to once again promote. You can catch all of the information about these games, Richmond.com, in the Times Dispatch. Zach and his pickers have their games for this week as well. Where are you going to be uh, Friday night, Zach? I was actually hoping you guys weren't going to ask me that. Oh, he's got a weekend got off. It's okay. It's okay. I got the black and gold game on Saturday, and I'm doing the high school roundup on Friday night, so I'm going to be in my email getting stats and talking to coaches from from all the different games but i had to get some folk fest time in man so i so i've got we've got three reporters going out to games on fridays we're certainly going to be out there but i'm going to stay at home and do the roundup after i get back from folk fest <laughs> okay so where are the where are the other reporters going to be weldon is going to be at powhatan midlow which i was hoping we'd talk about a little bit i'm really excited about that game man Matt Henderson, mm-hmm. Powhatan receiver, he's a, he's a junior. He's our 804 varsity player of the week. Had the game-winning two-point conversion in Powhatan's win over Cosby last week. That was 33-22. Indians scored 30 points in the fourth quarter to, to reel oh, off that win. Um, that was a wild one. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's going to break records, uh, it looks like, by the end of the season for Powhatan. 50 catches for 768 and nine touchdowns mm-hmm. right now. They are, they are airing it out. They yep. are fun to watch. Uh, sophomore Ben Whitford is another receiver who's been really talented, quarterback's Matthew Lehman. Um, and they're playing mid-low, which it, it really looks – they look the same as last year, mm-hmm. right, despite the coaching turnover. Phil Gross has really carried on the discipline, uh, the traditions uh, set in by former coach Matt Hutchings. They're not going to beat themselves. Really disciplined team. I enjoyed watching them earlier in the year. They gave Manchester a scare mm-hmm. at Post Stadium, and so that one is at Powhatan. 
I think that's going to be really fun. Um, and then Glen Allen Hermitage, um, the Battle of Staples Mill Road. Staples Mill Road, I know, is one of the uh, the more hotly contested rivalries of the area. Yep. Um, Savannah's going to go over there. Um, I have my eyes on on Bird Huguenot as well, right? Really mm-hmm. good Bird team, patented ground game. Rashad Lewis is one of the best backs in the area, putting up great numbers. Um, and man, that Huguenot team—they lost to Manchester last week, but they've been one of the exciting stories of the year under first-year coach Charles Scott. If you haven't seen Michael Dabney Jr. Yeah, they're running back. He is really fun to watch. Broke the school record for rushing yards in a game earlier this season. And so that one's going to be really fun as well. And the Matoica Hopewell um, is going to go a long way toward deciding the hierarchy in the Central District. Hopewell is at number 10 for us right now. The winner of that game, I assume if Matoica wins, I think they're probably going to be ranked this next week. They got a few votes this past week, and they got a high-flying passing attack. Bradley Justice is the quarterback. Bryce Yates and Dylan Newton Short are the receivers who had some huge games for them this year. So we got a pretty exciting slate this Friday. So somebody will be at that Matoka Hopewell game. Okay, I'll have to say hello to who's going to be down on the sidelines Friday. Melanie is going out there for us. We thought about Hanover and Verina as well. That one's going to be really fun. Again, I think we might be too low on this Verina team at number five. They're really climbing up the rankings right now. Um, so an, an exciting group of games. It was tough to pick this week, right? Yeah. There wasn't one that stood out above the rest. I think we, we previewed five games in the picks, and I thought they were all pretty even in terms of excitement levels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, you can check all that out online, as we said, at richmond.com, or pick up the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and Zach's going to have his finger on the pulse of all the games. Not that you don't normally, but you certainly will in real time on Friday night as, as you get all the results and scores and info in there. All right, before we let you go, I'm going to bite real quick here. What are you expecting to see from the black and gold game for VCU? The first name that comes to mind is Toby Lawall, right? I don't know. I imagine you all have seen the 49-and-a-half-inch vertical that BCU posted about a few weeks ago at practice. I mean, we we all know. We all saw that kid's raw athleticism last year, but all of the rumors in the offseason have been about him developing a more all-around game, stepping out to the perimeter more, working on the jump shot, facing up and driving. I think he's going to play a role as a more versatile forward and not just a a true five and a rim runner like you kind of saw him last year. He led the team in scoring in their first two uh, scrimmages when they went to Greece over the summer. And so really excited to see his development. And then just the identity of Ryan Odom's offense. Right? We've heard so much about all the metrics that his Utah State teams put up. They want to get shots up early in the shot clock, floor spacing, run the floor. I'm super excited to see what that identity looks like. And then Sean Bearstow and, and Max Scholger, right, who I know got some all-conference votes in the, in the preseason poll. Two guys who really stood out for Utah State last year, have a ton of experience playing in Ryan Odom's system. Uh, BCU is not releasing the teams ahead of time. It's a little bit of a different format this year. Last year they had Ace Baldwin and Jaden Nunn as captains, and they picked the teams on the Wednesday prior to the game, and so we knew what they were going to be. But BCU is not going to release the uh, the teams for the black and gold game until Saturday. I think the coaching staff wanted some leeway to be able to tweak the personnel a little bit and change it up. And so I'm excited to see what the personnel decisions are. I assume that Max and Sean will play together, but I don't know that. Um, and then Zeb and Zeb Jackson and Max Scholgover are both captains for the team matching up. I talked to Max over the summer, and he said that Zeb is one of the best defenders that he's ever faced. Incredibly, incredibly quick. Uh, I'm assuming that they're probably going to be on different teams, and I'm really excited to see that matchup as well. A little more than three weeks away, right, from yeah, opening night. November 6th. Yeah, pretty exciting. All right, good stuff, Zach. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your, your R&R and also all the <laughs> high school football and the college basketball. Hey, thank y'all so much for the time. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you deserve Thanks, it, Zach. Zach. You deserve it. We all deserve to take a breath. All right, 446 on the Sports Huddle. Is that 14 minutes before 5? Yeah. Okay. 
I quarter, can't do it. Quarter, as, as quarter as till the hour. There you go. Quarter, quarter, that, quarter till the hour. Dude, that, that's smooth, man. And for a check on check on the highways and byways. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, back to the baseball talk after the break. One oh six one ESPN.